Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Well, we hello everybody. Uh, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. We've been on somewhat of a unwanted hiatus. Um, I would like to think of it as a sabbatical. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is this, a forced sabbatical. You know, this I, is episode. We worked with somebody that went on a uh, forced sabbatical. Once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a volunteer sabbatical. It's it's well, kind of it was, it was an involuntary <laughs> sabbatical. It was you're taking a sabbatical or you don't have a job here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I get myself in trouble. Um, but uh, this is episode seventy one, the long awaited episode seventy one. Um, We've had a lot of life going on, yeah? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could say that. Um, I mean, I was we were just mentioning earlier that it's been at least a, roughly a month since we recorded, three or four weeks since we've recorded an episode. Um, all this guy's fault. And it's been almost two months since we published an episode. Also, yeah, it's- all this guy's fault. Um, but... As Andre points out, there has been a lot of stuff going on, um, as you will find out once those old episodes are finally <laughs> published. Uh, I moved over the last uh, month or so down to Carolina Beach, so I am living here full time. As of this past Friday, I officially closed on my house in Cary. So Yay. that was, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, there was nothing that seemed to be going wrong, but that almost had me more worried. <laughs> you know, it was That's like it. everything seemed too easy. And it's like, it, right. this is, you know, it's going to turn out that these people aren't who they say they are. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you're That's on funny. candid camera. But no, like everything went off without a hitch. So, um, you know, sold my first house, did it all by myself, kind of. Cool. Um, but yeah, so then obviously with that, I had to somehow still even though i've been you know working on like boxing stuff up and moving for a couple of months now scramble to get the last of the things out namely i forgot that i had an attic that still had stuff in it i thought i had <laughs> oh god taken most of the stuff out of there there wasn't a ton because we didn't put like the halloween and christmas stuff back up there earlier this year right but there was a few things that i had to go through and of course i remembered at like three o'clock in the afternoon when it's 120 degrees up there um, but I, what I kept telling myself is, you know, like people in Norway would, would pay money to be in a sauna like this. <laughs> so I, this well, is it's not all, it's not altogether <laughs> true because, um, when I was a kid, I lived in Norway and in the summer, my room, I had a, we had a room in the attic yeah. and, um, it was really dope. I mean, that was my spot. And it was quite comfortable because well, for whatever good. reason. <laughs> but saunas are great. Yeah. There was a uh, uh, from across from the school that I went to. There was a uh, a sports club, and it had bowling, um, like a ski lodge because you could actually do. You would start a cross country trip from there a lot of the times. Sure. Had a sauna. It was great. Pool. It was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh, getting all of that stuff figured out i had <clears throat> a an upright piano that i was intending to bring with me that ended up staying 
Uh, I left Good. it with the with the new buyers. They said that they would take it. Um, <clears throat> I had my pool table. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, this is how you know that you have like a real best friend, ladies and gentlemen. Is <laughs> it's it's Wednesday afternoon at like three o'clock, and my dad and I, who have been working on getting everything boxed up and, sh- and packed and ready, and like had taken, I had taken the pool table apart as far as I could get it. But this was a a an antique quote-unquote pool table from like the 1950s it's nine foot long with three place pieces of slate that weigh roughly three to four hundred pounds each right at least (laughs) give or take take. um that's like the light estimate right uh, it's probably closer (laughs) to 500 pounds um but yeah so these things are not are no joke and we realize that the two of us no matter how we try to figure it out are not going to be able to get a single piece of slate into the back of the truck you know by ourselves and so i text andre and i'm like i know at my age i'm not supposed to ask my friends to help me move you're a grown man yeah i should just pay people to do this but we could really use some help with these pieces of slate you know would you be available later and no like no question just within two minutes i got the text back yeah i'll be there at 5 30 and sure enough like 5 30 he's there we pick up the first piece, we get it in the truck, and he's like, you did not tell me <laughs> <laughs> just how heavy these were. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were kind of, um, they were up there. I um, And I didn't tell you either, Like and yeah. like my family knows, I ruined my shoulders, Like, and I'm still trying to do some, I guess, um, natural rehabilitation because I was doing lat pulls, and I can't like quickly i can't quickly lift my shoulder up or like i writhe in pain it's really sad well fortunately um, these slate pieces of slate weren't going up quickly God, i would have i would have <laughs> been like dude you gotta call those college kids yeah. that can do this no we had the uh, you know we just unloaded um yesterday i think it was yeah um at the house oh. here and we got our buddy matt to help you know load those and Good. i saw so, like Good. So Matt, I'm I'm just guessing here. If he listens, Matt, I'm really sorry if I get this wrong. Just in terms of your general age range, but um, I would say like Matt's probably late 40s, you know, like early 50s, somewhere in that range. Right. Um, you know, my dad. Don't, I'm like in my what? I'm like there's not what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. No, I, here's That's the not point. A big right? leap. <laughs> the same thing happened when you were there, though. Like, okay, I'm 37. I'm not like you know super strong or anything like that but like i can lift stuff and i end up just standing around taking like the easy piece that nobody else like <laughs> is like oh you know like I, I don't know like with them they had the ends and were like grab the middle and i'm like grab the middle how the fuck am i supposed to grab the middle of this thing? <laughs> and so yeah i just felt like i was doing absolutely nothing and and my dad and matt are, are just like having to bear the brunt of this gigantic piece of slate and but you know, it, at the end of the day, it's like, really a two man job, but it's got like weight intimidation. If I'm well, I, it, I mean, no, really, like I think it's a four person job, is what it is. Like you need, especially the but, way that we were, because then what we were doing was loading them flat, right, laying them flat um, on a couple of dollies and stacking the three on top of each other so we could slide them. Oh. Yeah, I know, not the best, but they have wood, the wood in between. Yeah, I'll stop it. Whatever. Yeah. 
life. All right, I'm we're, done talking. Yeah, we're about done that. with this yeah. conversation. Moving so I want to talk. I want to talk about my stupid injury. Yeah. This is what happens when you start to get old man strong. I'm in the gym and I'm doing lat pulls, and um, I normally do sets of three. And uh, with lat pulls, I try to do like uh, uh, three, six, nine, for whatever reason. That number makes sense for me. Damn girl, as fine. opposed to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the second uh, set, and I'm like, "This doesn't feel right." But I keep going. <laughs> I, got, I do the third set. I'm like, "Yo," um, and I I leave the gym. I'm like, and I'm making breakfast. I'm like, "Ah, oh, this feels kind of off." And I'm thinking, "Well, why was I lifting 180 pounds? <laughs> like, I'm never gonna." Like physically pull something like I can't even I'm afraid to lift this arm too far. My right arm I can. I'm never gonna pull something like this. Even a pull up you use a different yeah. group of muscles. And I go to bed that night and I normally sleep on my side, but I've since trained myself not to. Bro, I wake up first of all I couldn't sleep. I was just like about to cry. I was like, this hurts so bad yeah. and I I know I ripped there's got I I probably tore and ripped ligaments and and whatever muscle like connections I have throughout my shoulder down into my bicep because it's like a uh, and I've had that happen before when I was a, well, a kid you know where I was doing too much on the weight bench but uh, good night you don't recover your body does not recover at 44 it's just no like, I mean your body doesn't recover after 30 like. 30, yeah. 20, there's all of these like drop-offs, right? I think 25, you get that initial, and it's not as steep, but then like 30 is a pretty big hit. Like yeah. for whatever reason, after you turn 30, like your body is just like, dude, who do you think you are? You know? Yeah, what, what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at 37, you know, like, I'm trying to think. I've, I've done some stupid stuff. Like I tripped and fell walking. Yeah, um, and like somehow managed to injure my toe enough that it was like really bothering me for a couple of months. You know, right. like I had to like hobble on it a significant amount, and that was annoying. But yeah, it's 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 bad. I mean, when I, I slipped and I mean, fell I were, down the stairs. Well, when I was in New York, I actually was at my cousin's house, and I was carrying a cooler, and she has a step that goes. There's a small like four inch riser and I saw it. I'm like, okay, I got it. And I forgot about the, the, the clearance. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, son of a, and so I trip and I'm holding the cooler like this. And I'm like, I'm not going to fall like a clown and drop this, this cooler. And somehow I don't, well, I know because I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fall. And uh, this dude's like, yo, you, my man, you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yo, if I would have fell, there's no coming back from that. That might There's have been no it. Coming back from. Yeah, I would have just gone back to the hotel. Oh, while we're here, let's talk about <laughs> legalizing marijuana. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't have anything for that in the media board, but nope. I'll I'll well, tell you uh, what. I'm sure I could find. Let's find something like the ooh. Uh, what do you got? I'll wait here. Uh... <laughs> I 
<laughs> That's more like a boo all the way around. So we're in New York. It depends and... on which side of this argument you stand on, Andre. <laughs> well, to be fair, my youngest son, who is on the side of the argument that would agree with like most people that are pro, mm -hmm. like he saw some of my points. Um, so I'm going to say this. First of all, I will I will start going to New York once a year because I, I really miss being there. It's, it's great. Um, I love, like there's something about New York for me. It's just like, well, it's home, number one, but I just love being there. Um, so we're in Queens, and, uh, well, that doesn't matter because it was everywhere we went in New York, like, yeah. it's bananas. So they decriminalized marijuana. So people can, from sm from sell to smoke, wherever they want, and there's no, there's no chance of getting arrested. I saw people literally selling weed in front of cops. It was freaking nuts. I was like, this is like a flashback to the 80s of people just like drinking in front of cops. And like when, you know, uh, Times Square was a, a nightmare and you probably would never go there. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, talking to my son, I'm like, hey, so this is what I'm afraid of. And, and it's not that. I don't care one way or the other, but when you look at different parts of the city, right? So we went to Manhattan. We stayed a lot of time in Queens. We were also in Harlem. Um, and it's a, like, it's different. So in Midtown, so we went to uh, Wall Street because I wanted to show my daughter uh, Wall Street because I, that's, you know, it's the uh, one of the temples to American pride. Um <laughs> By the way, there was a two-hour wait to take a picture in front of the uh, the Wall Street Bowl. It was it was insane. The the line went down like a block. It was it made no sense at all. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, that's that is that's our arrogance right there. <laughs> like, and people come here and they want to see our, how arrogant we are. But we're walking through like the financial district, and there's a row. There's like a like a probably block or so we have hotels, and. Um, only one person. No, as we're walking towards Battery Park, like uh, somebody asked us, they're like sitting outside, like on the, literally on the stoop, and like, yo, my man, you want to buy this? You know, I was wearing a uh, cap, my Kaepernick shirt. He's like, yo, cap. He's <laughs> trying to like, you know, blow his little pitch. I'm like, all right, it's cool. But when I was in Queens, it was every corner. Somebody, like, there's like a squad of like 10, 15 kids out there, just like you know. Selling nickels, selling dimes, selling you know jays by the by the pass, or selling blunts by the pass. I'm like, what are we doing? And there's cops in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, then when we're in Harlem, the same thing. When we get off the subway, same thing. And ironically, when you're when you're in Manhattan, and especially like in Midtown, you don't see that. So it proves my point. In the higher rent district, you're not going to have the same. I mean, you can. Um, you can probably get away with that. You can probably legalize or decriminalize. You're not going to see like a, uh, a free-for-all, right? But outside of that, it's just like a plethora of, what are we doing, guys? You know, we saw this chick, like, and maybe she was drunk. Maybe she was high. I don't know. We're like coming back from uh, from Harlem. We took the subway, which that's a whole other thing. That's, I can, that's like a whole podcast. Yeah. Uh, and she's like laid out on the ground, passed out, like, like looks like she was dead. She could have been dead. I don't know. We didn't stop long enough to find out. 
But I'm like, yo. And so I asked my son, I'm like, so do you see what I'm saying? Like when you, and, oh, actually before that, we were, uh, my aunt in Harlem, she like cooked some food. It was lovely. A lot of it was meat. I couldn't eat it. I didn't tell her that, but I love being home. And um, I made a comment in front of one of my cousins. And I'm like, look, in the suburbs, people are like, they're like, you know, pass it. It's, it'll be great, blah, blah, blah. But you probably have the the resources to have um, rehab centers or, or addiction centers and stuff like that. And my cousin, one of my cousins, she says, yeah, we have them everywhere. We have like like every other block is a rehab center, but they're all shit. <laughs> so it's like, unless you put the resources in place, because there's going to be probably more people than not that become addicted. And and in those areas probably see more of the gateway drug. And, and like, that's no lie. You destroy a whole community. In the suburbs, you don't see that problem. In, in, mid, in Midtown, you don't like, lower manhattan and and places like that you don't really see that problem that's what people are so blind to that and it's just it's a stupid argument and i'm not and i was telling my son i'm like hey so i said babe look up the the laws on this it's since it's decriminalized and he looked it up he was like yo dad that's not the best way to do this because from what he saw he saw my point of view it's like yeah that's great for the birds it's great for people with money but everybody else they're going to suffer and he saw the suffering. He saw the disjointed, like, mixing of people that aren't, you know, trying to get high or, or you know. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, yo, it turns your whole neighborhood into something it shouldn't be. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's, I know I just threw it a lot. No, I, and I, and it, but it was just a crazy experience for me. I'm like, I, I would love to take this, my experience, as somebody that's not saying – you shouldn't have the right to do it because I know the arguments. Well, you can drink a beer. Sure. I, I don't want to get into that. Look what it does to communities that don't have the resources or they're not properly funded is my point. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do see what you're saying. And I think if I understand correctly, it, your issue is more with the way that they've gone about it with decriminalization, as opposed to putting in place like laws to help regulate it in any way shape or form not saying that you'd necessarily be in favor of that but you i mean it sounds like the larger issue is that you know it's just kind of like a free-for-all out there and there's no there's no there's nothing to really rein in and so what you end up with is yeah like a bunch of kids selling stuff on corners you know all over some neighborhoods and then you have fancy like I mean, like weed vans, right? That are rolling up in the suburbs and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, we saw a dope weed van in, uh, right outside of Battery Park, man. It was like a food truck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is... I should have took a picture of it, but it was like, this is what we're doing? Well, now? the, the had, theory like... is that that's not real weed, that they're selling like fake <laughs> weed out of it. But yeah, I mean, like I, I'm with you in that. Like, I think, I mean, just basically saying like, well... We're not going to put any rules in place on it, but we're also not going to enforce anything, any of the existing rules that are on the books when it comes to this one particular substance is not, is just does not make sense. You know, like I think if, if you want to look at making marijuana in the same realm or, you know, in terms of like its legalized status in the country as like alcohol and tobacco, 
that's a completely different thing, right? Like they're yeah. because I do believe that like if you're going to legalize it, there need to be rules and regulations in terms of who, you know, at what age you can access it, just like there is with alcohol and tobacco. Like it's not it's not something I'm you okay with that doing age. like, you know, here's a THC lollipop, you know, six year right. old, like go chill out and watch some Scooby Doo. Like <laughs> But I am a proponent of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of Doritos because you're going to want that <laughs> right. next. And I'm okay with even making those ages 18 because I, I do firmly believe that if you're old enough to die for your country, you should be able to drink a beer. And if you're going to legal, like, well, at this point, it's 21 everywhere for both alcohol and tobacco. And, and that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I it's don't like if I don't disagree. Like I, I, but that it seems like we're going the opposite direction in this country. You know, like it. I have often felt that the it seems like a very arbitrary age twenty one, um, when everything else you basically have the legal right college. to do. Yeah, when you're yeah, except college, for rent a car, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can rent a car. It just costs you an arm and a leg if you're under twenty five. Yeah, but yeah, like it's just all of those things that yeah, like I can I can agree to owe hundreds of thousands of dollars in you know uh, tuition loans, Jeez. but I can't buy a beer. You know, I can't smoke a cigarette. Like, I'm with you on that. Um, and yeah, like I think I think the other thing that we're seeing, right, is that there's been as this push for decriminalization and legalization in certain states has happened, there's been this push for like stronger and more potent forms, right? Whether it's like the dab wax or just like stronger hybrid strains and stuff like that. That or the gummies. Like, it's all about like, oh, you just got to get so messed up and. In, you know, like, again, not not knowing what was up with that person, you know, the woman that you saw sprawled out on the floor. But like that's <laughs> those are the things I mean, that even experienced smokers have had issues with some of that stuff where it's like, holy crap, like that's not that's not what most people, I think, are really looking for in that case. There is maybe a small subsect that are just like, I want to get, you know blaze completely yeah, obliterated but you know like i feel yeah. the same way with alcohol right like yeah there are some people that want to go out there and just like you know drink freaking diesel that's you know 80 proof or whatever you know 100 right. proof and it's like okay yeah goodbye liver but you know <laughs> like i like having a beer every now and then you know like we shouldn't outlaw alcohol because some people <laughs> can't control themselves <laughs> And I and I t and, I, and I always have this argument. People say, "Well, you drink beer." I'm like, "Look, I only drink beer. I don't drink liquor, and I drink beers that are typically like casual beers. Like I'm not drinking like 8.5 IPAs every day, right? I'm drinking like an off the shelf. Um, uh, it, it's kind of like me and coffee. Like I used to like I enjoy the taste of coffee. Don't put cream and sugar in my coffee. I just want to enjoy my coffee. No, you gotta have it's gotta like, have that oat. Yeah. Silk oat, yeah, vanilla, French vanilla creamer. It's the absolute best. Jesus. No, I don't have time for that. Uh, that's, my... <laughs> that's all you have to do. You just pour it. And that's, you don't have time. I don't have time to pour something extra into my coffee. <laughs> I am busy. Andre must get to work. Yeah. <laughs> the same, well, the same thing. With, it's true. The same thing with my beer. I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to regulate. Like, I, I'll drink. I can drink six. For example, one one of my go tos like a casual beer is Rolling Rock, right? Yeah. I can probably drink six to eight Rolling Rocks and do a cartwheel and, and everything else. 
Uh, now, to be clear, the black coffee you've been drinking for years has clearly, obviously obliterated your taste buds, so it doesn't matter what your beer tastes like. That's why you drink <laughs> Rolling probably Rock. Right. <laughs> you're probably right. No, I, I'll be honest. Well, I don't even know if I've ever drank Rolling Rock, but it was always one of those a, beers in like college where it was like, Rolling Rock. Like, it's in a green bottle. <laughs> no, Bush Light is a terrible beer. Yeah, Bush Light uh, is garbage. I mean, I, um, I, I, you know, I'm a Corona guy. Like, I drink a lot of Corona. My parents have been big Corona drinkers for a long time. My mom always has Corona light in her office here. Um, Modelo, you know, you and me, yeah, Modelo guys. Yeah. Um, and that's a cash for me. That's a casual beer. Yeah, I can oh, drink that's... probably six. Yeah, I can drink six or eight Rolling Rocks. I can drink probably four or five Yinglings. Yeah, and Yingling. That's I'm on like, my list. Yeah, I, I don't, but I don't go out and say, well, I've got to go and get like uh, uh, the strongest IPA I can find today. I'll drink an IPA when I go out, like to dinner or something like that, but I'll have like one or two because I know Keep that your I'm crappy beers to yourself. Okay. But they're not, <laughs> I, I know there are some <laughs> decent IPAs. I, yeah. I am personally not a huge fan. Like for me, I like lagers too. Yeah. yeah no, a, I know, but well, it's just like, it, yeah. I need to be able to see through my beer for me to oh, I, to I, enjoy it. If I can't see through it, then I'm probably not really going to like it. There there are a <laughs> few exceptions, but for the most part, I like I, I mean a beer that I can see through. Like, you know. That's fair. And those are typically beers that aren't going to get you trash, right? Also, like I probably yeah. yeah, I can probably drink eight Coronas and I'll tell you what though. I mean, and I'm sure you know this. Drinking on the beach is like a whole different thing, right? Because it's like oh, you got the I'm sun sure. and the sand and the water and everything. It's like taking it out of you. You don't even realize it. I mean, I think it was the third of July. Like we sat on the beach, we had a, you know shade and everything, and I, I was so thirsty. I just kept drinking beers all day, and then yeah, I forgot what happened in the last like three hours of the day that I was awake. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in Puerto Rico, same thing. Uh, and then I did a couple of shots of, uh, I, I want to say it was whiskey. I don't, I don't know. I thought you didn't my, drink liquor. I don't. I, I, like I had a cigar <laughs> and um, they were doing shots and they're like, hey, you want a shot? I'm like, nah, it's not me. Like, come on, come on. Do a shot, do I'm a like, shot. All right. I was like, yeah, whatever. So, and I didn't have any more rum. So I was like, all right, whatever. But it, it's not like, it's not your go-to. Yeah, I hate I the term responsible drinkers because it, you're either responsible or you're not, right? You're either going to like sit there and chug whatever you're drinking or you're going to be like, no, I know my limits, right? I hope the same thing translates to people that, you know, smoke weed. And I'm not trying to pass judgment. I'm just saying like, that's not me. Like, I'm not trying to sit around and count like how many tiles I have on my floor or anything like that. I, I don't enjoy that. Um and I, so, and I walk a fine line because too many government PSAs, dude. I used to, I mean, I, I used know. to back in the days, you know, every now and then, I'm just know, giving I'm sure you a hard time. Hit the little reefers. <laughs> so, so it's just not my thing. You know, yeah. uh, the la the last time I partook in the sticky icky, it was on an accident. <laughs> and I thought about it after the fact, this guy, we're at a party. One of my uh, wife's friends, uh, family had a party and my man like he had brownies and i didn't think about it until later i was like yo why i was literally going like why would a grown man have brownies at a party? why else <laughs> and later on i was like 
my wife says, yeah, are you okay? I'm like, I am not okay. I am so far from okay right now. <laughs> okay was like 45 minutes ago. And it was a terrible experience for me. I'm like, I don't, I, I stole a bag of chips on my way home. I There's mean, nothing wrong just, with that. It was horrendous. Um, and I, I, look, I do. I completely understand that that is not, I mean, just like drinking is not something that everybody wants to do, right? Like, it's right. not something that everybody's comfortable with. And I do think that, yes, like, if you're going to partake, be responsible in right. in all cases, right? Like, don't go out and drive. Don't be an idiot, you know? Like, don't harass people in public. Just, yeah. like, go have a good time. Do your, you know? do your thing, yeah. And I, and again, I, I, I'm not passing. It's no, just kind I, of, I under, I, I, I think, hear exactly yeah, the, what you're saying. The warning lights for me are Fucking like. Fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> the warning lights for me are like, it's basically happening in front of my eyes. Like I, I got to experience it. I got to see it. And it's like, I don't think politicians are listening. Well, and, um, and so I think like for me, I, uh, when it comes to drug use in general, right, and and drug laws and enforcement and all of that, I'm generally of the opinion that you you lock up end users when you're trying to fill the prison system. Oh yeah, we gotta get rid of the private, right? Like, pr- and prisons. and that's a huge chunk of it, and that doesn't. I mean, even like I was asking recently myself and somebody else i don't remember us having the conversation like in the states where they have either decriminalized or legalized like what are they doing about the people who are in jail right for those for crimes related to that and in some cases they're going back depending on the offenses and like commuting sentences and doing that sort of thing but it's not certainly not all of it um and there's a lot of people who are still trying to figure out like exactly what's going on but I, I guess my point, my my larger point is, uh, so like my sister's living in Portugal now, right? Portugal was one of the only, first countries that basically decriminalized all drugs, so that like end use and possession of I- any right. substance is essentially not illegal. It's not a crime, um, and instead has been funneling their resources into rehabilitation centers, like you're saying, right? Providing the resources in the communities to try and combat it that way. And there's been some really interesting results. I don't have like specific statistics, but the general consensus is that it has started to show signs of actually improving both the numbers of drug users, reducing numbers of overdoses, getting more people the help that they need, and not punishing people for an addiction, right? Like, But it, it's a slippery slope, right? And I think that that's the part that, people but isn't so I, everything I a slippery slope sure i mean you can't <laughs> we're always parking on a slippery slope like we just hope that the e-brake doesn't give out well i mean that's fair but i don't think that um it's not without a cost and, and I, that's why i caution people it, it's it's for example um a few weeks ago i was coming back from raleigh and I, I noticed that when I went to Raleigh that morning, I noticed a lot of people, because I was stuck in traffic, there were a lot of people smoking cigarettes. Like a lot. Yeah. A metric ton to where I noticed it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I come home and I'm talking to my wife. And maybe we talked about this before. I'm like, 
babe, have you noticed people are smoking cigarettes a lot more lately? She goes, no. I'm like, I have. It's, it's really weird. So she Googles it. And sure as the sun comes up, uh, analog cigarette uses has gone up since COVID. Hmm. Right? So as a country, we, we did a great job of whether it was fear tactics or health, like, uh, like a warning of health. Yeah. Right. However you want to, however you want to put that to reduce the number of smokers. Well, for whatever reason, like during 2020, that number has increased and the group is younger. And so I'm not talking people my age or age and older smoking. I'm talking right. like people, my kid's age. I'm like, yo, that's weird because my kids growing up, that was something that they're totally against. But I noticed that morning and that afternoon, there was a lot of kids, and I don't want to say kids, but younger people smoking cigarettes. I'm like, something broke, right? So we we have a we have a good intent, but it doesn't necessarily uh, negate the fact that the product's there and available that people won't try it out. And once they try whatever the product may be, you add more to that population. So the math is never going to be on the fair side of like, yeah, we can control it. And it's just not the way math works. If it's accessible, people are going to do it. Well, and so I uh, think like it's important to understand the distinction in Portugal because in their case, they are still it's still illegal to I think like, you know, transport or to import. Oh, sure. You know, like they're But where's it coming from? Well, trying to target the the distributors as opposed to targeting the end users in the crime in, in terms of that crime cycle. Right. Yeah. It, and I'll, and I'll even analog Portugal with like New York. Right. So once New York figures out what their laws are going to be, mm -hmm. the problem they're going to have is, well, this group sells on four blocks. And now you're telling me I have to have a license to sell. And my competitor is our, our shops A through C. Mm -hmm. That's not going to go over very well. Like I mean, I, there the will still thing, be like black market distribution in that case. Like people who do it without a license. I mean, it, it goes, it's, it's, that's, business it's exactly what's happening Supply right demand. now, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, it'll I'm be saying, like, at a lower cost or something like that in order to try and entice people to come in as opposed to going. I mean, like, look, if it was me, I would spend the extra money to go to the dispensary and buy it from a legit place. Like, that's that's fair. But I, I'm just I'm, but I also understand that that's not everybody. And I know, like, yeah, the idea is not to have like a dispensary be like Starbucks or McDonald's where it's on every freaking corner. Right. Like, <laughs> but they got food trucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Denver, like in, in Colorado, like there are plenty of places where you can't, you know, you can't throw a bong without hitting a, a head shop. Like, right. you know, there's just there's dispensaries <laughs> like... everywhere. Um, I mean, down here, it's like, I mean, at the beach, like CBD. You know, I mean, yeah, CBD, yeah. that stuff's going kratom or kratom, whatever that stuff is. Yeah. Like, I've heard nasty shit about that, but you know, it's it's herbal, and it's like, okay, well, like, weed grows in the ground. Like, how is that any different <laughs> from the rest of these herbals? Cocaine, like, I mean, I just you know, and I do, I understand, like, I get it, but it just seems like at the end of the day, some of it seems so arbitrary. 
You know, just like somebody somewhere made the decision that we shouldn't let people do this. And it's like, you know what? We get one life. <laughs> well, the- so the, the, the contradiction to that and the argument is, and, the, and I'm going to, I'm going to like pull, like stop pulling punches here. Right. Yeah. Well, have you been pulling well, punches we, this whole time? Well, I've been, I've been trying because I've been trying not to like go to an extreme of the argument. Okay. Right? So when you look at, so we're going extreme at, now is what you're saying. <laughs> gonna, well, I'm taking the gloves off. <laughs> so, when you look at uh, the crack epidemic, yeah, the crack epidemic happened because like people in certain parts of the country couldn't afford cocaine, right? And but the dealers knew like yo, people really like cocaine. We're you know we're, and but the dealers are like yo, but I can't get that to sell to my people, and if I did, they don't have the money to get it. So let me give them that little bit of that kick for something cheaper. Yeah, and hence crack terrible like scenario that proposition was awful from the start nobody cared because you had a group of people and i'm not trying to even divide on race yeah. you had a group of people that could afford it and they stayed on cocaine and you didn't hear a lot of cocaine horror stories but you heard a lot about it, the crack horror stories and it was hands off from the the pot the national population the national population didn't care about epidemics of these like what I would call a hybrid drug, like until heroin hit. Mm-hmm. Right, because then it hit and the suburbs. Just exactly. like the opioid crisis, right? Like right. people have been dealing with opioids for years, but now that it's affecting the suburbs and people are getting hooked on pain pills from their doctor and then going out right. and getting heroin and other opioids to try and fill that void, now it's a problem that we need to address. When we only need to address it in the suburbs. We don't need to worry about the inner cities. Like exactly. they got their own problems. And I, I, I'm with you on that. Like I'm... You, and I know you know this, but it's like, yeah, like the, the inequities in that way are completely like, I mean, they I get why they're there, but they shouldn't be. You know, like there's no real logical reason that you could sit there and say like, well, this group of people deserves this and this group of people doesn't. Unless at your core, you are just like a racist, you know, like fuck it, whatever, POS, classist yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I- I mean, I, I'm not trying to, again, I don't really, um, I care, but I don't care. And and I say that right with a little bit of, with a lot of duplicity, because I don't think that the argument, like when things are going well for people and I, and I've known people that have had drug addiction problems or alcohol, you know, alcohol problems, they're not turning to that crap. Like, the problem is you have whole groups of society. People don't do drugs or go to alternate stimulants because their life is great. You can have all the rehab centers in the world. What are they really trying to fix? And we haven't really addressed those issues. So, and I, that's my bigger problem. It's like, like you know, all that stuff, you can decriminalize whatever you want, like however you want to play that out. Why are kids using opioids? Why are, you know, kids in the suburbs you know, shooting up heroin. Because yeah. life's what are the depressing real... right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, yeah, you live in, living here in the United States, right? Like, it's time for politics. For the last four years, we put up with one of the most crazy people in our country running everything. 
right? Agent Orange. Yeah. Um, then we've gone through now, like we have, I mean, crippling uh, uh, educational debt, right? Like student loan debt. Right. Um, no great job market prospects. Like, oh, I can take this degree that I spent $150,000 on and go get a $35,000 a year job at, you know, wherever. Like, <laughs> maybe I can make $50,000 a year after a few years. Um, but, you know, I can't afford a house. I can barely afford rent. You know, like, I mean, I, unfortunately, there is a large chunk of a younger generation that does not see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like they don't, they don't see good things coming to them as they get older. And part of it is because they've seen the generations before them deal with some of this shit. And it's not to say that it isn't fixable, but in, I mean, it's hard sometimes not to look around and say like, wow, we're kind of screwed. Like, I mean, where we are with global warming and, or you know climate change Dude, and the stuff yeah, in the yeah the floods in uh, in, Europe, in Europe the fires in the Pacific the Northwest fires in the West Coast like yeah I mean the the planet is basically trying to rid itself of us at any cost and it will eventually if we don't get our shit together like and there's a huge so, like the people who are who are quote unquote in charge right or the people who have influence don't really seem to give a shit about it and so i just i don't know like i i feel some of this sometimes too and like i worry about my daughter's generation like her growing up like you know what what opportunities are there going to be what is life going to be like what is this planet going to have left by the time that she's my age i mean and that's in 30 years that's not that long from now but the last 30 years i feel like stuff has gone way off the rails from where it was when i started at seven like I, I want to like I want to like take a shot at media and and social media, like I'm going to take this shot pretty crisp and clean. First of all, like I'm sure there are good journalists out there, but I've actually stopped watching the news because they're what they cover has quickly become clickbait. Yeah. Um, because they're all not, having to sell advertising at the end of the day. Like that's a horrible I, way I to to build your system to to build revenue on the backs of a of a journalistic integrity. Like I just I, well well the the irony is like I was listening to uh, they were talking about the minimum wage on I, I don't remember what I was watching, but they echoed something I've always said. Well, if your product's that bad, maybe you shouldn't be in business. If you can't make this work, you probably shouldn't be in business. I kind of feel that way about the news. It's like look, I don't want to watch the news for clickbait yeah uh the the stupid argument of you know and jake tapper like i don't know if it was just like a gimmick but i, I it really kind of pissed me off because apparently the president biden had made a comment of like uh you know he was asked about what social media and the uh, pandemic and he said well they're killing people yeah and you know he had jake tapper and I'm paraphrasing here. And Mr. Tapper, I'm not. I don't know you like that. I'm just saying, as objectively, I didn't like what you did. I just thought it was kind of shitty, basically. And I'm gonna like I'm gonna rant now because this has been building. I up. got my rant in. It's all you. <laughs> my dude says, and Miss, Mr. Tapper, if you're ever if you ever listen to this, or if somebody ever says whatever, like I, this is my point. 
your body language made it seem like what the president said was wrong. And what he said was actually right. Have, has anybody not noticed, including you, Mr. Tapper, and people at CNN, that, and you guys run the ads, Facebook is really trying to do this whole re-imaging thing. Like, they actually care about internet standards and blah, blah, blah. They don't give a flying shit. Every click is probably, for them, is worth, you know, it's one part of another billion dollars that they're going to earn this year. They do not care about how their algorithm influences people, period. What the president said was accurate. Your statement was a partisan, like, I don't know, talking point. Well, Mr. President, you know, Mr. Biden did say that they're killing people. You know, he's walking it back. No, he's actually being honest. Like, it's, an, it's a true fact. I don't care if it's only 12 people that have all these followers or blah, 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 that can influence people not getting the vaccine. You're wrong in making it a partisan like talking point. Well, and you like, clearly don't understand how social media works. If you think yeah. that the number of direct followers that a person has is the extent of their influence, like it's exponential exactly. based on the followers of their followers. If they start sharing it, like, Oh my. And I'm not, again, I'm not coming. Like, no, I know that like he doesn't people know get on, that. you know, like th this is, where that's what I'm this saying. It's disingenuous like, position just for, for clickbait. Like, yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, and I'm not even trying to like. It, it's like, look, the so the the media is wrong in how they cover the news, because I don't want your opinion. I want you to report the news and step back and let me decide how I feel about it. Social media is wrong. I still don't understand why people flock to social media. I just don't understand it. I don't know. It, it's like I haven't used Twitter in in weeks now. Like I I just yeah don't care i don't care i don't care about like anybody's opinion that is just about getting people to like or comment or whatever i've just completely disengaged i don't it's not that i'm afraid of it it's just unimportant to no because what is the ultimate value in that like if you're pandering to the lowest common denominator right like you and I are not, I don't believe, the type of people that are here for pandering. Like, I, I no. don't want somebody to pander to me. I want, let me choose the things that I'm entertained by, right? The things that I enjoy. Just present the things that you do your way, and I'll decide whether or not I like it. Don't. I got, well, I got a bone to pick with Jake, with Jake Tapper. Like, that's what, like, it's just like, dude, people talk about their quote-unquote platform. You have, like, an hour and some change to report the news, possibly give an opinion because it's more editorial. I get that. But you're part of the fucking problem. Like you literally are part of the fucking problem. Um, I, it, it's just, and I, and I hate, well, I don't hate to, it's, I put some pepper in my food right there, so I'm not going to lie, but it's like, let's call it, let's call it what it is. It, it, like, don't pretend like you're nonpartisan and actually feel the fire because what happens later is you show a story about people that aren't getting vaccinated. Well, you've already implied your opinion on, on like what you think the administration is doing, whether you want to admit it or not. So Jake Tapper, like I'm not calling you out, but you're wrong, dude. Like, this is, I, I mean, I really, I, to me, it keeps coming back to 
like if you want to be on the right side of this at the end of it you have to maintain some level of moral high ground and there's no there's no such thing fuck that there's no such thing as moral no, high ground what, it's the difference between okay, right and wrong yeah Chris. Th then yeah like the, if you if you want to have any meaningful impact on this at the end of the day like you have to understand the difference between right and wrong yeah okay i i can, I can agree with that because morality can be like subjective sure right a white supremacist feels they have a biblical morality and i think that is completely the the opposite of anything that has to do with the faith of christianity yeah so the the difference between right and i'm not trying to crap on you i'm just saying like no i'm going to speak plainly about it people don't understand what morals are but they do understand the difference between right and wrong like morality is really very uh, well, but I, right I also think that? that we're at a point now where people are really struggling to understand the difference between right and wrong what they believe is right is what they are fighting for in a lot of cases and it's not they don't see it as being wrong i mean the whole like the the riots on january 6th right like they see that as this was us standing up to prevent our country from being stolen from us, right? Partly because they believe the lies of an insane clown and partly because the media just kept feeding that stuff to them, right? Social media, mainstream media, whatever it was that they were listening to. But at the end of the day, like, that's what they believed, right? That's part of the issue that we're fighting. I feel like we're fighting here is that this is an ingrained belief that people have. It's not something that you can just convince them, hey, you know, like, I know you believe this and I'm willing to let this go if, like, we can move past this. But you got to kind of come like, no, they are just like, this is what I believe. And there is nothing that you can say that is going to change my mind. And to me, that's scary. Like. So I and I believe that your belief system is often reflected in your actions. Yeah. Right. So I don't believe those people like really believe that crap, because if that were true, the people that have been actually have actually gone to court and had to defend their actions all denied their their quote unquote beliefs. So I don't know if it's just an expedient way to sometimes grab attention or to want to prove a point or and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to argue over semantics i'm saying like i believe certain things and i act in those certain things things i don't believe in i just don't rock but with. you don't think that, uh, that i mean showing up in dc and deciding to break into congress those aren't actions that demonstrate their belief their at the time no i actually i don't because um i don't think our society has has created um people that are willing to be martyrs for their cause if i'm being but honest. i don't think that they they saw it as being martyrs they saw it as this is overwhelming force there was nobody stopping them that's that's an emotional attachment right so i you know i've been in places where like things get really rowdy and people start fighting sure. right um people that believe in defending themselves and like you know getting out of said situation alive yo those guys go in i go in i'm like yo i'm not even trying to like i don't wake up saying like i might have to break this guy's arm but 
Like if it means breaking your arm and you know leaving, sure, I'm gonna do that. Okay. It's it's so different than people that say, well, I have a gun for self defense. And my question is always like, are you willing to kill somebody? Right. Like I would never pull a gun on somebody with the intent not to kill them. Okay. So, I and it's probably just my own personal ideology that makes me kind of struggle with the fact that the people on January six really believed. The, I think that it's the hype of the big lie. And I even hate the term the big lie. I mean, if like, I'm being so honest. Like, in that case, do you think that they just saw it as an opportunity? Yeah. But they didn't actually believe anything that was yes. being fed to them. Yeah. And they, they, got, they got caught. That's, I really, like, I don't think humans are that evolved or, or that, like, like, emotionally complicated to where it can't be anything more base than that. If I saw one case where somebody literally like defended themselves saying in court, right, knowing the consequences, I do not rescind anything I said or did, then I would probably be challenged in that thought. But everybody that's gone to court, whether they they're being truthful or not, they're quick to say, I believe the president or there's a there's a reason why there's an excuse why they did what they did. Well, but that's so what I I'm just, saying I, is like they believed the lie. There that was still there, a belief, ex- though. No, they just it was an opportunity back to what you said. I, I think at the core of every human being is the is being selfish. Right. At the end of the day, people are going to be selfish. There's nothing wrong with that. But if my selfishness can protect me from having a, a consequence a consequence that's negative to me i'm probably gonna be like well the president you know donald trump said to do that they took the opportunity they didn't think anything was gonna happen to them like why are so many people saying like they they actually you know the president you know the president at the time i hate to even call that piece of shit the president yeah. but why are so many people using that as, as the, their defense it's not a belief system. Like, though, that's I, and I just choose not to, you know, to, to pretend like that's the case. It, they had an opportunity to do something to be, somewhat, anti-system, and they took it. Like I'm, and I'm not no, trying to. I like, mean, I see what you're saying, and I, I, I don't disagree with it. Um, I think. It is now. There are some white. There are some white supremacists that are like running around, whatever. Sure, and but the vast majority of the people that have been like have gone to court, from what I've seen. Well, I I guess part of what I feel like part of that is because he immediately turned around and was like, "I didn't do this. This uh, this isn't what I wanted." And so they're kind of like, "Oh, like it's no different." So real real talk, it's no different than the fact that right now. Cubans in Miami and like I asked my wife I'm like hey so I'm watching news and they're talking about the protests in Cuba <laughs> it was it was bananas funny <laughs> her response was not what I was expecting she was basically like yeah and a vast majority of, of Cubans voted for Donald Trump Donald Trump did nothing to help them the entire time he was in office and now they want the person that did not not get as a country, we should probably try to influence that. We don't control it, sure. But her her point was, 
now they they're blaming Biden for whatever, or like he should step in and do something. Yeah. Well, what about your boy? The the stuff wasn't changing but, even when he was in. Yeah, he was but in. But that's office. not. I mean, it's like dealing with any anti-Biden or Trump supporter at this point. You know, like there well, is well, no logical conversation that you can have. I mean, I told you about my batshit crazy conversation <laughs> with someone that. I mean, straight up told me that they believe that Donald Truth was a or Donald Truth, Donald Trump was a truther, right? Like that he was in search of the truth and that he was the only one who ever stepped up and was going to do something for the regular people and to stop, you know, this tyrannical, uh, like oppressive, you know, secret cabal government that has been run by the Clintons and the Bidens and, you know, whoever else for all these years and and that. Because then when confronted with, well, what about all of the people that he put in charge of things who came out and said that everything was fine, that there was nothing wrong with the election? Well, those could be plants. You know, those could be people who had other agendas. Maybe somebody got to them already. There's no logical conversation that you can have to bring that type of person back from that right now. Not that I can see. I mean, like, I I sat there and had this conversation and just refuted every single thing with the things that i've seen and i'm like what about this and it you know talking about like he sat there and said these ridiculous things at live you know uh streams of his you know campaign rallies and press briefings and stuff oh well i didn't watch everything okay but i'm telling you he said that like if i show it to you right now does that change your opinion of him well probably not it's probably been doctored now like these well, are the mental gymnastics that some people do, and I'm not saying it's everybody. Like, but it's it's inconsequential in my opinion, right? Like, it's not my our our political system is hacky at best, and and I'll get, case in point. Last um, actually early early spring, there was a number of votes like on the Republican side where they're like fighting against for the People Act. They're like, oh yeah, we'll vote for the uh, the John Lewis mm-hmm. bill, right? And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And I don't remember the count, but it was probably enough to where you could have squeaked it through the Senate. My argument the other day when I when I heard about they're still trying to push the for the P- or HR one, but they're also trying to like you know negotiate over the John Lewis bill. I'm like, the Democrats are just as you know, full of crap as the Republicans, yes. because if, if it's me and I'm really concerned about voting rights, I get the first win and build a foundation. Yes. That. I don't try to get like, you, you know, don't, I know you I don't have swing to swing for the I, fences I, on the first at bat. No, right? like you're not trying. Yeah, that, that, that's you're trying to get it all. And I part of it is because I'm sure that they see that there is, a you know, and like they've got a two year window to try and get it done. Right. Because they're cons- well, fuck. I'm, it's like I always keep saying, like, where are these bills? Yeah. At? Like, if what's I, going if on? Always, right? like, yeah. Like, show me the show me the results of, yo. This is what we have in our list, and we're gonna like this year. We're gonna try to focus, but we have bills that we have queued up to go. They're not gonna change. Yeah. They're not gonna change from like midterm to midterm. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, you're right. Like our our government is. Is that I mean has devolved into or yeah into like a, just a, it's an awful bureaucracy. It's a whole bunch of like yeah. layers and red tape and obstruction that 
I think initially was designed to be some level of checks and balances, but has grown so unwieldy at this point that it it just stops anything from actually happening that's going to have it's, a positive it, impact on the on the people that it's supposed to be helping, right? It's a stupid argument of critical race theory. If I hear anybody else bring that shit up again, I'm like, please under like please help me understand your disagreement with this, right? You're talking about a a graduate level class that isn't taught at most schools, mm -hmm. typically attorneys or people getting like MBAs and like some random disciplines. Sure. Uh, not, I don't want to say random, but specific disciplines go over CRT. Mm -hmm. And you guys, you got little suburban white women crying in like freaking wherever they are. Like, I don't want my third grader learning that you know because i don't want critical race theory i don't i'm not racist you know you probably are like first of all let's start let's start with that you probably are but being it's not something it, it's like the media has figured out and yeah and i i blame them all for just like these sound bites after sound bite after sound yeah. bite of clickbait and it's not it's not even that it has to be digital it's just to get your eyeballs to pay attention yep. to it. In one way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter. But they need your attention they, because your attention is a finite resource. Right? Yep. They have they have figured out a way to be the most and I and I'm not saying we get rid of the freedom of the no, press. I'm not saying not, it at all. That's I'm saying refocus your we efforts need to on free something that's the useful. press from <laughs> yeah. from itself at this point like i mean but really like we need to free the it to some degree it's almost like we have to free the press from the need of of having to make money it's, a, it's another area where to some in some ways like capitalism and and press no please don't okay, do this but, god but it's I, not I, just, the, I saw this guy on youtube he's a freaking like he's he craps all over. But I'm it's like, not. I'm not saying he, that it's 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 exclusive. It's not that capitalism is inherently bad. There are just there are some areas where for profit doesn't always mean that you're getting the best results, right? So you say okay. that, but I would and argue. Maybe, that, maybe I would the argue, argument I would is argue more this. about like trying to squeeze every penny out of your profits. I, no, my argument would always be this. Let the company fail. But they're not right? failing. Let, That's the problem, is that the government is supporting those companies. Yeah, so that might actually remove the subs you know, subsidies. Yeah. Unless it's like mission critical. Well, but, like, but, but, I would, but, I would, but I would, that's no, a slippery slope. How so? do you define mission critical? What's mission critical for uh, you might be different for mission critical for me, might be different for mission critical for somebody else. Mission critical is like food. Okay. Uh, so what about like the automobile industry when the big three were in deep shit? That's not mission. But critical. you let two giant auto manufacturers close. Where do all those jobs go? Where do all those people? Wherever they're going to go, wherever they're going to go anyway. Like uh, Dodge, Chrysler, whatever, whoever they are now, they had three mergers since, right? Uh, GM, no different. Like we should have let GM fail. They didn't even need the money. They took the money. They they gave a kickback to the government. They should have failed, right? Okay. Ford didn't take the cash, and they have struggled, made their own mistakes, and produced one of the ugliest okay electronic with... vehicles ever. 
percent the point. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did see the uh, the Mustang, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of it's it's super dope though. Did no, I tell you I saw a uh, Lam- I saw Lambo SUV. It was dope I've seen too. yeah, but that's uh, was it cool? But my point being, you let those companies fail. But I'm just saying that right? your definition of mission critical is not is food shelter. Yeah. So if I'm a house builder. Your point I, well, I'm saying if I'm a construction company that builds houses, then I should get bailed out by the government. No, no, you're, that would be like um, I'm being general. Well, I know my point. I, that's I'm, uh, I'm financial so, institutions. Right, well, I am because no. I'm trying to make a point. No, I, I don't think financial institutions should be bailed out by the government. Okay, so I just so food like mission critical being. Does this impact our like the reason why like God tree for this? <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know I, I play devil's to, advocate. That is like my yeah, role I'm trying on to, this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to like go to all the threads of where like like I can get shot down. Yeah, you're like, you're already like seeing my arguments as you try to create yeah, your I, argument. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> But you know what I mean, like to be plain, right? So a, a builder, like a, a, if you build houses, no, that's not mission critical, right? What's mission critical is how did Colonial Pipeline get hacked, and we okay that to be for them to pay almost what three point five million. They're a private company. Nope, doesn't matter. Nope, we should not give contracts to go over inter- like interstate lines without some type of guardrails. Because then you put yourselves, then, then <laughs> that's where you, that's where you feel, <laughs> that's where you feel the, like, capitalism is bad argument, right? There is a, there is a, uh, an intelligent amount of regulation that we should yeah. have. We should have comments, common sense regulation. Yes. You made the, you made, the, you made a statement earlier. I wanted to yeah. like, kind of like respond to our political system is our own problem. Yeah. We create this problem every two to four years. Sure. I agree. So what what we need to do is like, I'm not, look, Chuck Schumer's not a, I don't know Chuck Schumer. I don't assume he's a bad right. guy. Like for fuck's sake. But he's sake, not doing like, anything to help the rest of us. Right? right. Like, that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. That's yeah, the frustrating the Republican, thing. The Republican Party, for the most part, has said we're going to, we're going to like, put our heels in on every issue yeah, it doesn't matter we the it doesn't if joe matter. biden said i want to abolish gun regulations the republican party would figure out a way to be against Say, that. try and take your exactly guns. yeah this is a trap because <laughs> <laughs> once you vote like I, he's gonna say oh you voted in favor for it now we're coming to your house and we're the gestapo is gonna get you yeah, I literally heard Chris Cuomo the other night say that um, he owns a gun, and he was like, "Ah, oh, but people didn't know that." I'm like, "Nah, I, I don't. I wouldn't be for or against that, right?" My problem isn't guns. No. My problem is the fact that people keep getting killed by AR-15s. People keep, yeah. I mean, people keep getting killed by guns that are in in a number of in not even a number, but in in a, an alarmingly high number of cases through means that should not be allowed you know yeah, through through like, private sales that aren't tracked through uh through gun show loopholes through things where they're not having to get background checked 
right. mean, you know, like if I have to get a license to drive my car and I have to be I have to retake a test in order to prove that I can no, still drive Chris, my car. These, these are the same people that want to have the argument that about voting ID. Right. Like I'm on yeah. the fence about that all the time. I, right. Me it's too. Because like, on, on the one hand, yes, like I understand the idea behind wanting to have some level of like, OK, you know, I'm not just walking up and say, yeah, I'm John Doe. Let me vote, you know, right. like, you know, I'm Jim Smith, like, OK, but at the same time, the reason that it's such a pamphlet is because we've created such a terrible system for getting IDs to the point where we've or we've, we've yeah. <laughs> or if you or if you like even if you get more nitpicky, if you look at where most check cashing plays and I did this experiment with my son in New yeah. York. When when I'm in Manhattan, I don't see a check cashing place. I see banks. Yeah. Right, when I'm in Queens, when I'm like walking through par certain parts of Harlem, guess what I see? Check cashing. Check cashing places. So what does that tell you? It tells you that you're not even trying to fix the problem. Because what you're, don't you're, you see in Queens? Right, financial institutions that aren't check cashing right. banks. You don't see that. Right, and well, in certain well, in certain right. parts of Queens, but, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's like so. You're saying like, and people typically that go to check cashing places, it's normally because of you know not just credit because not everybody needs credit, yeah. right? It's because of identification. It's because they don't have a driver's license. I don't drive, so why do I need a driver's right. license? Or, um, there, there's a myriad of reasons, and we always go to a surface level problem that only covers a portion of the population, as opposed to looking at a holistic solution. Yeah. Right. Everybody's got a fingerprint. He... Yeah. <laughs> well, not everybody. I know, actually, I know a guy who doesn't just doesn't have all retinal the scans before you can vote. <laughs> but my point being is that it's like, look, I'm not. I know that our media is jacked up. I know social media is a it's a crutch. Yeah. Right. The only reason social media is a thing. It's because I think there's a, a certain level of distrust with the news in general. Yeah, and then there's there there's also like that the I mean it's a serotonin machine is what it is. Oh right. Sure. Like and that's enough. I mean that's that's the reason people do a lot of drugs. Like the reason people smoke pot a lot of the times is because it's a serotonin machine. Like and I'm again, like um I know that you're not like nobody should smoke pot. I know that like that's not the, that's not my argument. No, no, you know, like I get that. I and yeah, like I'm here to play devil's advocate because that's what I like to do. Um, <laughs> I will. You like to see well, grow, grow like gray Yeah, so I do. I have to tell this story because it's it's fantastic. So when Andre was over helping me move the pool table, we loaded like I think we had gotten all three pieces in the back, and we were trying to get everything strapped down. Um, so that it wouldn't go anywhere. And, you know, my dad's there and we're, we get, we get the straps in and, you know, I go to like, my dad says, and Bob comes yeah, at me. I don't yeah. remember. He said something. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but my dad said something to the effect of, well, yes, that's the idea, Andre. And Andre was about a half a second for me. Like, you know what? <laughs> Excuse me, I had to catch myself there because I thought that was your son. Um, oh man, I was like, "Yo, we're doing this 
You're coming out hot, so, Bob. My dad hot. loves you so much, though. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Um, he's, a big, he's a big fan of, of Andre. Um, but, yeah, like, I think... <sighs> I like I, I'm sitting here making these arguments in part because I am more in favor of seeing marijuana become legalized a la alcohol and tobacco and regulated. Um, and also because I don't I, I guess like I struggle sometimes when I hear the terms like slippery slope or, you know, like, where do you draw the line? Like, I'm with you. Ultimately, I think there's a right and a wrong. Right. Like. It's not right for a man to marry a goat. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm not in favor of that. But if a dude right. wants to go marry another dude, I don't care. Like, that has literally no impact. I mean, granted, a dude marrying a goat really has no impact on me either. But it's just kind of yeah, weird. Still saying that <laughs> ultimately, like, uh, yeah, yeah, draw the line somewhere. So I say we draw it with animals. Um <laughs> You want syphilis? That's how you get yeah. syphilis. That's, that's how you destroy South America. But that's hence hence me kind of pushing and asking some you know incendiary questions or being a little difficult is because I I I like to try and just break through that sometimes when I can to say like yeah but but you know I, everything's but I a slippery the, slope if you want to use that argument I could say you know like whoa what you, you you here down there like where are we gonna be. So remember how I was saying I should have went to law yeah. school because I don't have time for the like the, the mental uh, gymnastics. But that's all law like, is. But speak plainly, right? Like you can't. You, I don't think it's intellectually. You feel like I'm being intellectually dishonest. Yeah, it's like come on, man. Like you, you but know that's, that's not thing. true. You know that. <laughs> but, it, it, but I'm not. It sounded like an attack against you. But like for me, I, you just I don't called me intellectually to. dishonest, and now you're going to say it's not an attack. It's but because it's like you. But you know how my brain isn't like I think from point A to point B, right? Right, and we I'm trying to help you understand every, how there might be point A one and point A two. There is no there point. Is. No, you know that's there. not true. No, but so you. But like you're arguing. <laughs> sometimes you're, sometimes you got to stop at the gas station on the road trip, Andre. Well, Get some true. snacks. My, my, <laughs> Get some corn nuts. Should I before you, you should I ate before you left. So, my point being is that you have to like between point A and point B. You're right. A one does exist. A two does exist. But you, people say, well, but we can get to point B. Like we can make this whole. We, you try to carry legalization with decriminalization. Right. They are. Okay. What? Hold on. Go ahead. Hold up. People try to carry the two and marry the sure. two without thinking about the consequences of everybody involved. They only think about their subset. They're like, oh, we want to do this because I don't see a potential, like, right. risk to me. Effect. Or, the, or yeah. my family or my community. Right. Sure. With, with excluding, and, and that's where, like, my perspective is kind of like, yes, I get that. But if you're going to go and other people are going to follow you, do you are, are you trying to get just a few people to follow you or everybody to follow you? Because we often look through things through our own lens, mm -hmm. right? My lens is not just the suburbs or like this and that. It's also like, yeah, but that doesn't work over here. And that's what I'm trying to like. That's how I think about it. Um, 
and I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying like, hey, but have you thought about this? Hey, like, if you're trying to get everybody to go this way, like, is that everybody, everybody, or just like some of everybody? It doesn't. Well, work and that's that way. why I guess, in my opinion, I think that if you go the legalization with regulation and restrictions and taxation, the tax money has to go towards some significant chunk of it towards producing rehab opportunities and facilities in all communities right like there would in in my mind if i were in a political position to you know like a senator who is trying to get on board that would be something that i would require ultimately is like how are we going to take this money that we are earning from this and reinvest it into the communities that need the most help first right like i try to try to turn what has been a huge negative into a positive where we can I, I, but I get that, um, that it I, may I, not seem like maybe that's a big leap. Maybe I'm too naive or too hopeful. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. I, I think that the, the perfect example is uh, the new Subway commercials, right? I saw one. like, like So we rewatched the uh, Olympic trials for gymnastics last yeah. night. God, that was a long night. <laughs> um, is somebody holding What's a that? gun to your head? <laughs> you will watch it and you will root for the USA. <laughs> but it was like the U.S. Olympic trials. So, like, yeah, you're not even that. rooting for the USA. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, all it's USA. Like, just, <laughs> like, four people can go and the rest well, can Well, except for um, the one that tested positive. Even though she's fully vaccinated. Well, that's fair. Um so Subway's got this new ad campaign. They've got Steph Curry in one commercial. Then they've got um, uh, Serena Williams. They've got Tom Brady. And I'm like, yeah. And my wife's like, they're, can they afford that? I'm like, Subway yeah. can. Their franchisees may not be able to afford that. Yeah. You know? uh, but they're tr- they're definitely trying to reinvest to save. Yes. They're, they're they are completely. I, I'm sure you saw. Like they're completely revive, revamping their menu, so they're introducing yeah. a bunch of new stuff. They're they have thinner now turkey and ham, which I didn't realize the problem was their deli meat was too thick. <laughs> but I do know that there's also like this weird thing with deli meat, right? Where it's like, right? Obviously, I'm not much of a deli meat eater these days, so it doesn't affect me. But uh, I mean, like I hit up Subway pretty regularly for a veggie delight. Like you know, I can I can get a good you know, foot long sandwich there for eight bucks or something like seven bucks. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes the one down here doesn't do the BOGO buy one, get one 50% off, unfortunately, but because they shouldn't. Well, it, yeah, it's, but it's, so, you know, it's yeah, I mean, that's, it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible deal. So they, the yeah. $5 foot longs that basically put all the franchisees out of business. Yeah. It's so it's like they're trying, they understand they're, they're in a, a tough spot. They're trying to reinvest. They're probably footing, uh, I, I would say, a good majority sure. of that bill. But that's what our country should do also, yes. right? It's like, look, hey, things aren't good. I'm not sure if I'm okay or if I've signed on, signed on completely with $3.5 trillion, right? I know, Are you talking about the infrastructure bill? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that even impacts me. Sure. Like, be, because, it, like, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of how we do, how we tax our citizens like and since i was 19 like i've always had to give these mfs a check so i'm not the right person for that (laughs) so but my point being is 
as a country, we should probably adopt some of what Subway's doing. Like, hey, we're we've got to have the right message. We have to figure out a way to communicate where people are and at least get the and I hate the word or the term buy in, but at least get the support of you know, hopefully we're we thought about it before we presented it. So we have the support of the people that actually have to live yeah. with it, right? Uh, and I know that's actually the definition of buying. No, but, but I mean, <laughs> like, you're right. Ultimately, you need you need something that people can get behind, right? That that people right. understand what it why we're doing the why we're doing it the way that we're doing it, and what the ultimate end goal is, right? So if it's infrastructure, then you know, like, look, we want to make it so that your drive to work every day is less damage to your car Happy. right like is right. is does less damage to your car and is ultimately going to cost you less money and upkeep on your vehicle right and make like these... send some of that money to virginia right or like, south carolina I swear to god <laughs> or south carolina i can give you states to fix their freaking roads yeah. to fix like why did it take me an hour and 20 minutes to get off a bridge and into queens yeah. and i only drove 20 miles see and if it's if it's legalization of pot then you just need a good slogan like get high on our own supply by u.s grown marijuana <laughs> all right so <laughs> fun fact canada owns like uh most of the uh the growers or the farms in canada yeah. and they i believe they they have control of their hands in most of the distribution yep. And they've lost money every year since they've legalized marijuana. But that's also my the point, Canadian government trying to run stuff. I think I'm right. just saying they should hire some black people in Canada. Well, like, yeah, I mean, they they'd be more black people that aren't French. No offense. No offense. No French. <laughs> you see what I did there? So what you did there? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. Look, I'm not. I've often not understood why the state of North, and I do, I do understand why, because it is in the Southeast. It is very conservative. Yeah, it's, a it's a ninth largest state in the in the country to hear uh, Pat McCrory yeah. say it like a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like because of tobacco farms and stuff like that, it seemed like a pretty easy sell. Like, hey, guys, convert half of your tobacco farm into hemp or marijuana, right? Grow CBD. You know, and then basically the, the tobacco companies start taking over. Not that I really want big tobacco, like running the weed industry, but at least you get people to stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Apparently, that's not even well. Working. No, it's not. Okay. But I mean, just saying, like, just let them smoke weed. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't have a dog in that fight. I just think that. Because I'm not going to smoke weed. So, right. like, for me, it's, like, it's not even an issue. It's just a matter of if that's what we're going to do, if that's what people decide is the the path they want to take, make sure that you're not leaving everybody behind in that decision. Yeah. So that, that would be, be my message to any politician. And I think that's it's a like, really look, good one. Yeah, it's like I, I don't really – I don't care because I'm not going to sit around and, like, roll one with anybody. It's just you got to think about – like, go, go to – like. The, the Senate, um, I can't rem remember which committee. They went down to Atlanta, I think the Rules Committee, to look at the uh, laws that they're passing uh, for, for voting in, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, maybe you guys should do that more. Maybe like part of your job should be to like go where people are and, and it's not a pitch. Like you may actually disprove your own theory by going to these places. Right. Um, like the argument about uh, the, the, the laws of the Republicans are passing in Texas. Yeah. Not all of them are necessarily bad. Right. It's just a matter of, and I, I'm not trying to like play no, but, both sides. But of the this is here. where we've gotten to, right? Like in, in this stupid battle between mainstream media and politicians and all this stuff where it's like, you have to pick a side, right? It's either, you know, Republicans, bad Democrats, good, or the or vice versa, or, but they at the same time they're also saying we need two parties. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but we need another. We need the Republican Party to be more like the Democratic Party is what the Democrats think, and then we need the Democratic Party to be more like the Republican Party is what the Republicans think, and the rest of us are sitting here in the middle going, "You're both freaking crazy, and you're not doing anything, and we're getting really sick and tired of it." So what's interesting is like less than uh, I believe it's less than sixty percent of the country is partisan um that, that's combined right so it makes me wonder if we have as a country a problem of giving the loudspeaker or the microphone to the wrong people sure all the time uh, because in new york and i do follow um New York politics because I might, you know, I might if I'm rich enough or I can afford it. Not, not to say rich enough, but if I can afford, it, I might retire there. Like Eric Adams, like he won, and people would think that New York is a very progressive place, but it's really not. It's it's pretty in the middle of the yeah. road, and I believe most politics are in the middle I mean, of the road. People say the same thing about California. Right, cool. California is so progressive. Yeah. No, it has weird progressive it's pockets, just on fire. and <laughs> then a whole bunch of really weird, like conservatives. I shouldn't even, not even like really weird conservatives, but just there's a lot of red. I mean, California, yeah, like it's kind of crazy when you think about it from an electoral voting map, right? Like, right. was it 55 electoral votes or something like that that California is worth? And I mean, even yeah. if the state's 70-30, like. That's crazy that all 55 get awarded to the Democrats every year. Like, I kind of, I mean, on some hand, like, you almost understand, not to justify, but like, okay, I kind of see why Republicans feel like they have to just rig the whole game, you they're, know, in their favor. But they're in diminishing. Right. Like they're, they're, it's diminishing. Like, it doesn't, their platform the, doesn't. And that's exist. the issue, right? Like that's the underlying issue is that the it, for me, I cannot get behind the Republican Party at any point because there is no platform. There are no issues that they actually hold near and dear. It's simply obstruction, you know, like to the other party and what seems to be oppression of anybody that doesn't look like us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and I, I, I and I think they try to play both sides. Exactly. Of the point. And like, like. Fiscally, I kind of agree with. Yeah, I am not I, in. I, I am not to, in favor of agree. dumping every last penny we have into programs that aren't doing anything. Right, like right. Spend uh, yeah. the money where it's going to actually make the impact, but spend the money that we need to spend. Not, I'm not spending any money because my guy's not in charge. Like that's not well, how well, it's this weird. works. What's weird and like, like just opposing to that is that most of the people that lead that party are from states that 
that really need federal yes. funds just to stay afloat, which I I really don't no, get. It's, it's like it is this Kentucky. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. Like that's what is so frustrating about this is that the people that's like. The people who are in charge, they they understand, right? Like Mitch McConnell knows that he that Kentucky, his state, is just constantly sucking off of the federal government's teeth, right? Like without yeah. that, that state dries up and just shrivels into nothing. Okay, and yet his only goal right now is to obstruct the federal government from doing its job. Florida, get out of here. Florida is a. Sh I hate to say it, but Florida is a shit shit state i i don't even like there's florida. a reason that all the hurricanes and tropical storms head to florida like and i i got family that lives in florida but that's that's shit, their mistake. i don't give, I don't give a shit <laughs> nobody about told you you had to live there i have family that just moved <laughs> yeah. from california down there god in california that place my, my son's there and i'm like that place is on fire and it's like 110 yeah. degrees like <laughs> why would you want to live there um and i know he's doing it for work but it's like He's been through three earthquakes, and it's been six yeah. months. Now, granted, I mean, and, like, and we've had like, some crazy-ass thunderstorms down here lately. Like, I mean, over the last several weeks, like, I mean, yeah. Sure. Like, I, there was one time. I, but I live I live in the center yeah, of the state. No, I understand. All that stuff dissipates by the time, by the time it gets, it gets to here. You. No, I know. <laughs> you, you are not the one who chose to live out on the coast. I understand. <laughs> no, I mean, like we had one day where where I was in the car with uh, my kid, and we went to Publix, and like I had just driven through the rain earlier. They were those big, heavy drops and like crazy wind, but then I came back down to the island, and everything was fine. We're, we got to Publix, and it just started like downpouring. And next thing I knew, like the wind was blowing so hard, the car started moving, and I was like standing on the brake. The car's in park. I'm pulling on the elect emergency brake, like trying to make sure it's not going anywhere. I mean, a shopping cart blew over and knocked into the My door. Dude. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. I was looking for the everything tornado. You said, <laughs> everything you said. <laughs> I'm not even trying to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm not but, trying to do that. That was just like. I didn't know what else to do in that moment because we had just pulled in and the next thing, like it had started to rain, but then it got really bad and we were like in the car and I wasn't going to try and run inside because it's like, well, that sounds just as dangerous. But I, I want to kind of wrap it up with this because like we'll talk like I, we'll talk. For yeah, I know this but is what happens when we don't record in a month. I know I, I was uh, thinking about when I mentioned Florida, the uh, the building that collapsed. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this honestly. When I first saw the news report, like I was like, man, it sucks. But then the cynical part of me was wondering why the news kept playing it. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are, you know, come on, man. I'm not trying to, there's nothing we can do, like figure it out. And, you know, I'm sorry that, ha like I, you know, there's a human side and yeah. there's like the, come on guys, please. Now, the cynical side was actually right, like unfortunately. Yeah. And I've seen this happen with whether it be Ahmaud Arbery, whether it be with um, George Floyd, whether it be with Breonna Taylor, whether it, it's just like we're, we're going to, you know, I, I guess the term is if it leads, it bleeds. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. And so death destruction is something that the news tries to highlight. Um, but it, it got me to thinking about like, how 
in in some in some ways florida has been a heavy it's like the 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 contrast in north carolina national elections typically republican mm -hmm. uh state elections you typically have a, a, a Democrat governor, and that could be because of population or a myriad. Are you of things, talking about but, North Carolina here? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Repub uh, so, so I don't yeah, Florida the last time Florida had a Democratic <laughs> governor. <laughs> but Florida, it's like when it, it's like this selfish human desire. When things are good, and we don't have to fix anything, we're going. We'll go with the status quo. Um, but it made me think about. How did that building, with so many issues, not get repaired? Yeah. Like, it really made me, like, just kind of ponder that for a little bit. It's like, look, guys, I'm not saying, like, I'm not, I'm by far, like, I'm no longer a partisan person. Like, that's not my yeah. argument. It's, let's talk about policy and let's talk about what's right versus what's talk wrong. about solutions, right? Yeah. Like, let's fix so this stuff. From the mayor to from the county mayor to the city mayor, then you go back up to the state legislator yep. to the governor. Why aren't they concerned about protecting people's well being before the the accident, before the destruction? Yeah. That's hundred and sixty people dead because a lot of people didn't do their yeah. job. I, I mean, I, I wish that I had an answer for you, you know, like on, it's like on the one hand, you know, the whole state of Florida is kind of a temple to man's arrogance, right? Like we don't care that there are tropical storms and hurricanes and every animal here wants to kill you. This is basically a mini Australia. <laughs> um, we are going to flock here in droves, right? Um, because the beaches are nice and there's Disney world, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else there is in Florida. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, like that whole thing with the building collapse, um, you know, I'm, there's a couple of things that I, I was thinking of while you were talking about it. So like them showing it on the news over and over again immediately takes me back to 9-11 right because what did we see for like weeks after that was those two towers falling the, the second plane hitting right like we had to watch that over and over if if we were tuned in which the majority of us were kind of like we don't i mean i was in high school i didn't really know like i'd never experienced anything like that before you know like national tragedy on that level where i was old enough to really comprehend what was going on and didn't understand why anybody would ever do that and was you know very much on the the mind of the mindset that like we're gonna find who did this and they're gonna be brought to justice like there will be you know like a reckoning for this and so it was like that's what you kept waiting for right it was like who did this what's gonna happen how are they gonna and i mean what took like 10 20 years to finally resolve any of that well, yeah, fifteen yeah. to finally catch Bin right. Laden, and twenty years to decide that. Yeah, we just can't fix. Well, this. and I mean, us going into Iraq and Afghanistan after that. Second time. Probably. Yeah, um, like 
yeah, there's just so many bad decisions obviously made off of bad information um, or bad intentions in some cases or both. Right. Like, I think it was obviously a combination of both in some. Um, But, you know, like in this case, there isn't that enemy in in that same way. Right. That's not there's an enemy. But it's trying to – who's the person who was responsible? Ultimately, was it the condo management? Was it the, you know, the the um, what the HOA? Was it the, the inspectors? Was it the, the architect? Like, who who can we blame for this? Who do we hold accountable for this or responsible? I know that only people can hold themselves accountable. Yeah, I've been wrestling with that one for a while. But you know what I mean? Like, that's where it seems like we, we get to as a society. It's, it's like – you know, you say if it bleeds, it leads. Well, what do we want in exchange for that? We want our our pound of flesh. We want to see the other party bleed, right? Like, and I don't know that it's any different now than it was 30, 50 years ago, right? I mean, I think to some degree now maybe those lines are blurred more than they ever have been in terms of where the fault lies. You know, that there's less faith in the institutions that for a long time kind of kept things not necessarily going in the right direction, but kind of keeping everything seeming like it was the fine. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And I think to some degree, like this is our own personal reckoning with that, right? Like us as a country realizing that we don't always make the right decisions, that the people that we have voted for and that we've put in office haven't always led us in the right direction. And how do we grapple with that, right? This critical race theory is, I think in a lot of ways, like, Part of the struggle with it is that some people believe it's a it's a tool to try and divide us, right? I don't think that the truth <laughs> should be looked at in that way. But like, how can we approach this in a way? I mean, I'm I'm going off the wrong track here. It's not about like how we make these people feel comfortable, but you know, like how do how do we get everybody? Maybe it's not about everybody. I, I don't know. I guess yeah, like that's not, where I'm. That's where I because, like that's where I run out of steam is because I reach that point where I'm like I see all these problems, but I'm really I am having a really hard time finding the solution right now. Well, the the first step in finding a solution is accepting the issue, right? I won't necessarily say problem. Uh, we are a divided country. Um, when it when it comes to and the reason why I've been struggling with the word accountability and holding somebody accountable, right? You can present the contract or the commitment to the person. And I guess in theory, you could hold them accountable, accountable by yeah. doing that. And it's not, and I know that's semantics, but I struggle with the fact that maybe we have the wrong people driving the car in a lot of instances. Yeah. And, I distill that down to the fact that, look, it's not about agreeing on how we get from point A to point B. It's about understanding that it's always going to be a choice between right and wrong. And I think our compass as a, as a society, not just the, the states, we've lost what that looks like until tragedy or calamity hits our front sure. door. And I think that's what we're like. Uh, and, and looking at the response to the uh, floods in Germany, same thing. Like, we can deny climate change and, and, and put band-aids on the issue, but until we actually try to do the work of solving the problem, we're always going to have the same problems. Um, See, and, I, and that's 
at the same time, I'm sitting here going, and part of humanity, society's issue is that they look at climate change as the problem, right? Like climate change is the enemy. It's not us creating climate change, but it's like, oh, this stupid planet won't just let us do whatever we want and dump our garbage in the yeah. ocean and pollute it. And it just, it keeps fighting back. I can't believe it. How disrespectful and rude. Like, what's your, well, you're a guest in its house. Like, what are you it's doing? It's not even that. It, it's like uh, if you look at it in a, a, a more basic way, when you get a cold, your body's not happy. Right. Your body's like, no, I'm not okay with So this. what does it do, like, right? It gets hot. You get a fever. It tries to kill yeah. off the bacteria or the virus or whatever it is that's causing the problem. What do you think yeah, the earth so that, is doing? <laughs> well, that well, scientifically is not getting hot. Hot no, because it wants no, to. It's because but, we keep doing stupid crap, like not getting electric right. cars, not figuring out ways to. I, I saw this video, and and it makes me think of like um, two things. One, the fact that we've stopped focusing on uh, critical thinking in general as a society, and secondly, that we don't think of, because we haven't done that, we don't think about cause and effect. Yeah. So I think the natural course is to have chaos. Like the natural course is to be like, well, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it sure as hell did fall in a day. Mm -hmm. Like to hear historians say it. Uh, England, the UK was a great power at one point, but eventually isn't right in the hun uh, dynasty right like the largest the hun, yeah, empire the ever amassed yeah you, you look at the uh and you can look throughout history not saying that our country is going to fall apart or society is going to fall apart it's that once you start to accept um or, or start to swim downstream with everybody else when you know things are there's a cliff at the end you're going to have chaos and there are certain telltale signs and, you know, you see it in business like, hey, you know, uh, for whatever reason, we're not we're, we're month over month. We're losing 12 to 15 percent in sales yep. until you decide to explore as to why that is. The next month, it'll be the same thing. And when you compound that uh, 18 months, 18 months later, you're going to be out of business. So. It's not very, it's not complicated. It's just complex. And the, the complexity is only driven from the fact that people don't want to address issues. Like the pain has got to be like excruciating for people to say, we need to do something different. Yeah. Like we're not going to wait for the next calamity. We want to, we want to be, we want to mitigate because we, we can't pretend like it's, it's not going to happen, but we should mitigate you know, potential risk. Yeah. But there seems to be very little interest in doing that. You know, it's, it's, I think maybe it's more human nature to wait for something to happen and react to it. But I, I'm with you in that. I'd like or, to see us change that. Right. Like I, I'd like to see us be more proactive and figure out how, how we can look at these problems and what their root causes are and start actually applying solutions as opposed to arguing over whether or not the problem exists when we see it very clearly in front of our face and then denying whether or not we have anything to do with the cause of it. Yeah. It's just, it's like stuff that I learned in like fourth, fifth yeah. grade in science class. Like none of that stuff is 
and, and I'm sure the solutions are comp, you know, complex. I, I wouldn't say right. complicated. It's just a matter of, look, at the sake of a good example would be uh, people that are pissed. Well, billionaires are going to the space. Uh, and your solve was what? Yeah. Right. What, what was your solution? Like, what did you bring to the table there? I don't personally plan on going to space, but I am starting to wonder these, they, maybe they know something we don't know. Like I'm really starting to think like they know. And my something dad said that, we that this morning about. when we were watching the, the <laughs> uh, blue origin the yeah, Bezos, the Bezos uh, yeah. flight. And, you know, he said, well, you know, think, just think about what that money, you know, all that money that he spent on this could have gone to do all the families and people that that could have helped. And I said, yeah, but the, the point is for all the rich people to get off of this planet. So they don't have to deal with all us poor people anymore. <laughs> Because that's what it seems so, like, like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson are all just like, like we're we out. out of here. You guys are crazy. <laughs> we're going to go start our own country over here, our own planet. Like, What, what was that movie with uh, Matt Damon? Oh, The Martian? Uh, uh, no, Asylum or... Oh, Asylum yeah. Elysium, like I think. Yeah. Elysium, yeah. He, like They lived in a space yeah. station. Man, we didn't talk about um, Black Widow. We didn't talk about uh, any pop culture stuff. Have you watched any of the Loki show? Oh, I watched. Oh, the whole it's so thing. good, so good. It's, it's really so good. fantastic. It, it, you, you either have to like the story or be a comic book head to to watch. I the show. loved it so That's, much. There were so many little, and yeah. I'm not like a huge comic book nerd. Um, sorry, comic book fan. Like I say, nerd in like a, in a an endearing term. Like I mean, I like comic books, but I do not consider myself like I don't. I'm, I'm not like I have to have every issue and I've read them all and stuff like that. I'm just very much more of a casual collector. Um, but That's fair. I've been a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a while now, and have have definitely expanded my knowledge of things since then. And so, uh, it's just really great. I mean, just really well written, um, really good storylines, like good you know surprises like it just it from start to finish a really great six episodes i was sad that it was only six but i'm I'm glad that they they had the story that they wanted to tell and they told it yeah like that you know and obviously we've got another season that's coming up um and so many little What's, easter eggs right from i mean and that's yeah. what marvel's gotten really good at at this point it's just like ah, oh, we're gonna tease you with all these little things What's interesting is, like, I, I know all the naysayers are saying, well, how long can they keep this up? And it's not really good cinema because it's it's superheroes. Like, what they failed to realize, and, and we've said this before, and I know I, I'm a big, I, I really believe this. It's our mythos. We have nothing yeah. else. Like, comic books and superheroes, like, we yeah. did that. It's no different, and the, you know, in that same, like, in terms of the types of characters and stuff like that, right? That we right. that we have seen from Greek and Roman mythology and, and so many other societies from history. And you're right. Like we yeah. don't like, we don't have that same type of mythos that we've built. And so instead, like we have these characters, right? It's and it's it's yeah. not that much different. It's just in a slightly different kind of vein in that I think in a lot of cases previously those characters were looked at as real, right? Or gods that existed right. and had influence over the world. Whereas now we're like, okay, in this case we see these as superheroes that are strictly fictional characters that we see elements of ourself, right? In these characters, we see their flaws, we see their strengths. 
And so we naturally gravitate towards them. And, you know, like, I, 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 I don't know. The, the whole argument that just because it's a superhero movie, it's not good cinema, I think is crap. Like, you know, I, you know, define good cinema. You know, like, I, you know, you talk about the difference between La La right Land. and wrong. And I just think that, like, cinema, like, that stuff is so subjective, you know? Yeah, like, La La Land is not my thing. So when people say, have you seen La La Land? Right. I'm like, no. And I probably never yeah. will. Um, but I will watch Black uh, Widow. Which Black was Widow. which was good, like way better than I thought it was going to be. I I know, and I uh, I I watched a lot of uh, everything awesome and Cosmic Wonder. They do pretty good YouTube, like you know, clips of I don't want to call them shows or episodes on um, uh, the the comic world, especially yeah. Marvel. And I actually disagreed with. Um, uh, the guy that does uh, I Am's Fires, I think is his name. Uh, his because he got a, a preview because he, he gets so much, you know, so many yeah. eyeballs, eye, eyeballs on his channel. And I was like, no, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I didn't, I, but I didn't need a backstory. Like it wasn't like I was waiting for a backstory. Yeah. Even the twist that they did with uh, with Taskmaster, I was like, huh, that was pretty interesting. I like that. Um, because there's so much material, you can't you, you can't cookie cut all of it. You have to make it to where you can continue the stories. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a great movie. Scarlett Johansson is fantastic. I, I can't remember who played her sister in the movie, yeah. but she was fantastic. Yeah, she was really good. Um, David Harbour that played their dad. Oh gosh, he is fantastic. He's one of my my favorite like character actors right now. Um, and I'm glad they didn't make uh, the the lady that played their mom the mom like bad. I can't remember her name. Right yeah, now, I wasn't really sure where they were going with that at first, and I was with you that I was glad that it turned out uh, that she was on the same page and everything because it was like really yeah. that's shitty. <laughs> yeah, uh, because everybody that was like trying to predict the movie and the plot, I'm like, I hope that's not true. Like she can't be Taskmaster, and I, I was so glad that she wasn't. So I, I've actually with. Uh, with Loki and Black Widow, it gave me a new level of confidence in what the MCU is going to be. Um, and it, they're not trying to... They're trying to use the source material as much as possible, which I really respect and appreciate, yeah. but they're not trying to uh, bastardize it. They're trying to make it fit into whatever mediums they're going to try to continue to make. So, pretty pleased. Uh, Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus. Uh, not you don't um, love her i don't dislike her i ju i just don't think she was probably the person i would have picked to play that yeah. role um because it's kind of like uh the guy john john Chris krasinski john krasinski yeah you just you don't see yeah. her as anybody other than elaine yeah, yeah I, I never watched Seinfeld. I just know that's the show she was on. I'm kind of like, ah, it's Elaine. I, I just can't take that serious. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can understand but, that. Uh, I, you know, like I, I think I struggle with that a little bit too with her, where it's just kind of like I, I don't really yeah. see her as as like an MCU character, and more just as like her, her, <laughs> like her showing up, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I'm willing to kind of see where they go with all of that stuff. Um, you know, and how it kind of plays out. Because, yeah, you've only seen her for, like... Bits you know, and pieces what, from, 30, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. and then the scene from yeah. here and stuff. I did hear... It's kind of like... 
I was going to say that there was a there was a so this is spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched Black Widow. So stop listening because um, <laughs> now at the end of the movie when Yelena goes to the graveyard and she whistles, they recorded. Yeah. There's a separate ending that they recorded or that they shot where somebody whistles back and there's this whole theory that when cap went back to return all of the stones the infinity stones that because the soul stone uh is a soul for a soul that when he went back he exchanged the soul stone for natalie's soul that he basically told red skull soul for a soul so if you want the soul stone back but I don't get that because Red Skull would just be like, "F you, Cap. I don't care." Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like you want to yeah. put the the stone back and and save you know all the timelines. That's fine. Otherwise, get out of my face. So I don't necessarily buy that, but that's like supposedly one of the you know the fan theories out there in terms of what why how Nat may be coming back and all this stuff. And I I don't know. I'm getting to the point where it's like. Even in Loki, right? Like, he got, uh, whatever, disembodied, you know, sent to the void. And it was like, I knew in that moment, okay, well, obviously, everybody that that's happened to so far didn't actually die. Because Loki is yeah. not dead. Like, they, they aren't going to end the show on that. And so it's like, the these, you know, and like, the, all this stuff about... It was episode five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, all of the episodes, all of the... Um, these deaths that don't end up being deaths, you know, like that's starting to kind of build on me. And I think Marvel, it, maybe it's the comic book thing, right? Because they tend to do that a lot in comic books where it's like, you know, Oh, you know, it's almost like dragon ball where it's like, Oh, we collected all the dragon oh, balls. Everybody's yeah. back. Never mind. All the bad stuff that happened went away and it's only good stuff. Like, but I, I think it makes sense in the MCU because, uh, when you think about these characters eventually aging yeah. out, like I don't want to see uh, somebody else play Tony. Sure. Stark. Just I'm okay. I'll, I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, but, are, but isn't he supposedly coming back now? I heard rumors or something that he like, he's yeah, those, supposed to be coming back it, as Tony Stark again, but in it like, doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, I think I'm starting to separate the MCU from the comics. Sure. Like in my mind. I'm I mean, I like, think you can do that. Yeah. To it's some, kind of hard well, yeah. because they they pick they pick great actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, it, like for example, Chris Evans, he's now you know Iron Man, you mean Captain, I mean, America. Captain America. I mean, but he was also Johnny Storm, which was kind of weird yeah. too. Um, but you kind of forget that ever happened. Um, so I'm not trying to. I, I don't want to become like a Star Wars fan where I start to eat, breathe, and sleep just mcu yeah well and, I, yeah, and like, i'm with yeah. you on that like it's not it's i am not um like i'm not crapping on Star no Wars no no and i and i want to like what i am not constant like i'm not seeking out these like theories i'm not like oh yeah. how what are these theories that everybody's <laughs> interested in but it was more like th things that people have sent me or like just videos that i've happened across uh on instagram or youtube and stuff like that and so um, but yeah, it's just, you know, like I'm, I'm very excited where Marvel's heading with this. I think like a couple of good, you know, um, more, uh, titles that they can add, uh, to their belt yeah. at this point. Um, so, I mean, really like with Disney's money and everything behind them, it'd be hard for anybody to really, I mean, like not that DC well, they, can't do its own thing. Like I think they're doing fine. Um, but well, I, I'm going to say this, man, the difference between DC and with the exception of Titans and marvel is 
that Marvel has a tendency to stay pretty close to the source material. You think I think DC, that is a secret sauce. DC varies too much, and that's where they lose it. Interesting. Yeah, like uh, the the only movie they had that was kind of could have been a winner that they, for whatever reason, got bad press. Well, I'd say one and one A would be uh, Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't necessarily a bad movie, and Justice League. They should have released a Snyder cut, and that would have given them a good well, foundation. Was that so, uh, Warner Brothers? Are they the ones that? Yeah. yeah. So, way to go, HBO. So, you know. <laughs> so I think all in all, I uh, really pleased. Like, uh, I thought Black Widow was a great movie, and it's long. Um, but it was a it was a really really good movie. Loki was a great show. I. And again, Loki's not one of those characters like I really care about, but the show had me interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm spoiled with like my favorites. Uh, two of them are behind me. Um, and if I can find an X-Men print, I'm, that'll be up there <laughs> soon. Um, but yeah, we're super glad that you guys joined us. And I know this has been a long one. and it, But it's also been a long time uh, coming, so. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we we get back. Actually, hope no. There's no hope. No hope. This hope, is the week hope, that we get back is, on track. Yeah, hope is not a strategy. Yeah. Um, so we'll get everything. We're probably just going to publish everything in a blob, and uh, just play catch up from there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, <laughs> so we'll figure it out. But, um, dude, it's it's good talking to you. I definitely needed this because, like, you know. And we talked a few episodes about mental health and part of it is like, give me your brain a chance to just get the stuff out and, and think about some things. And see um, all that crazy shit that's been rattling around inside your head for weeks. Well, I don't think my comments reviews on Jake Tapper are crazy. No, I didn't say and, and everything, I, but some of the stuff you said <laughs> was pretty crazy. Okay. Like just yeah. give me this one. <laughs> uh, I, and again, I, I think it's about the dialogue. So, uh, and, and I'm not calling out these these personalities because I'm a hater. I'm saying it because, like, who's going to give me honest feedback? Well, yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, my feed, like, I was never a Jake Tapper fan, ever. I watched, started watching him more during the, during the uh, pandemic. Um but I've noticed a, a, a slight pivot in how he covers things. And it's just kind of yep. like, is, is that is that where you're at? I'm with like, you. And, like, I was never – I never subscribed to Jake Tapper, like, you know, regularly. I didn't tune in to watch his shows. I caught bits and pieces here and there during the pandemic stuff. Right. Um, but shortly thereafter, I just kind of tuned him back out, really. Like, I just kind of was like, eh. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge news guy um, as it is. I mean, I'm cut back significantly this year just trying to kind of like while yeah, still I, uh, I keep, you know like remaining informed but not not drowning myself in it you know but it is it's really hard yeah google news has turned into a uh, uh, clickbait news feed for me and I'm, I'm, the I'm new struggling. york I times to, oh i cut them off a long yeah. time ago uh they're they're dead to me um and i i hate to say that but their Murdoch was starting yeah. the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, we're super glad you joined us. Uh, we will get back on track and uh, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and all the other things. 
Uh, yeah. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>